0: Man, this week has given us a lot, has it not? Mostly a a bunch of uh, unwanted drama. Thanks for that, Lincoln Riley. But it's also given us quite a bit on the recruiting trail. What do I mean by that? It's given us two incredible names to talk about in the 2025 and the 2026 class. 2025 top five player Armando Blunt and 2026 athlete Legend Bay. Yeah, it's given us two new names to talk about in recruiting, which are pretty fantastic names. I'm glad this staff has the ability to recruit at a high level and also have the, um, you know, also like to go after some uh, some awesome names as well. Legend yeah, Bay you, and Armando I, I mean,
1: You think OU isn't forward-thinking they when it comes to NIL.
0: They know what's
1: up. Legend Bay? I don't know if it's quite general booty in terms of NIL potential, but it's close.
0: Yeah. Still wish it was B-A-E. It's B-A-Y, but... B. E. Y? Okay. Well, it's not B-A-E. Maybe he can change that before he gets to campus, but two terrific names. 2026 athlete, Legend Bay, who you put in a future cast for, I what, did. earlier this week. And, of course, Armando Blunt, top five overall player in the 2025 class, released a top five, and... Uh, OU's there. Let let's start with uh twenty twenty five here and Armando Blunt, a top five player. Is is this the guy like is this the main name as we look ahead to the twenty twenty five class that that we're going to be talking about? Because for twenty twenty four, it was probably mostly David Stone, the name we mentioned more than any other recruit so far this class. Is that is Armando Blunt that for the twenty twenty five class as we look ahead? I really don't think so. Um I'd i be willing to bet you just about anything,
1: and I'm not putting it past Todd Bates to make a run here, but I bet you just about anything that kid does not end up in Oklahoma sooner. That's a Miami Central dude. Miami Central dudes go to Miami or they go to Florida State, with very few exceptions. So, yeah, it's nice that OU is in Armando Blunt's top five. I do not expect him to be in Oklahoma sooner.
0: Yeah, there was a uh, Miami crystal ball that was dropped today. Now – the guy that dropped the crystal ball, it was Zach Bl- Blostein, Blostein? I don't yeah, really Blostein. know. Yeah, Blostein. Yeah, is he is he a reputable source out yeah, there on Zach's the money. trail? Oh, is is he? Because he just said like reputable. contributor for a Florida State site and I never heard of him before, but so you tend to think that the crystal ball that he dropped for Miami, like they are they're the heavy leader, uh, you know, early on. Yeah.
1: And Miami is where the safe money is. There's so Miami Central's former head coach is on staff with the University of Miami right now. So you remember Ruben Bain last cycle? Yeah, that was a Miami Central kid. Oh, you made a good run at him. They did, but they were never getting past Miami. It kind of feels the same way with uh, Armando Blunt, especially
0: since they got a little momentum going on that A uh, and M win that they got. Not that beating A and M means that Miami's back or anything like that, but they've got more momentum right now than maybe they've had the past few years. Now they got a continue that with the uh, ACC stretch that they have but there's at least some good vibes in Miami about the uh, overall direction of the program so it feels like Miami's the leader there for the top five player in 2025. OU really only has one chance here the way that I see it if Miami's this heavy of a leader and it's going to be tough to unseat them. Gunny's going to have to start doing like um, Ronnie Crimson you know I mean the kid's last name is Blunt yeah Gunny is going to have to tweet at this kid every single day until he commits to OU. It's OU's only chance. only chance. And then you're going gonna gonna to have, have
1: to, to man. you're going to have to promise him a few dispensary deals.
0: <laughs> yes, which I I know Gunny can come through on that one. I'm not nervous uh, at all on that one. Uh 2026 athlete legend bay, 5'11, 185, out of Mesquite, Horn in Texas. What made you so confident to already drop a future cast for a 2026 kid and What's uh, what's to like about him? Yeah, that is my first ever
1: future cast in the class of 2026, which is admittedly a long way off. But uh, I I knew going into his first OU visit last weekend that he had grown up an OU fan and that that was kind of the dream school for him. But, you know, dream school. How much weight does that realistically carry these days? So I was a little skeptical, but he gets the offer. It's interesting. He plays quarterback. He's been offered by OU as a wide receiver. And so touch base with Legend after the offer. He said, look, I don't really care about where I play. I'll play wherever coach wants me to play. That's just kind of how I roll. Team guy. Let's yeah, go. Big team guy. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, I, there is a source I spoke to that is very close to this recruitment. And that source told me straight up, the chances of Legend coming to Oklahoma are 99 out of 100. Hmm. So at that point, I'm like, well, I it's almost irresponsible if I don't put the prediction in because – Given all that
0: I've heard, given all that I know, given what the kid himself has said,
1: yeah, this looks like Oklahoma's battle to lose.
0: 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 817, Gunny of Stutzman's Army said he's all in on blunts. That is not in from Gunny. Someone else is speaking for Gunny in the 817 from the state of Texas. Cherokee Sooner says, hey, blunts, our grass is greener. Uh, Gunny does send us a photo of Ric Flair going, Woo! So, Gunny's ready to go in the recruitment of Armando. Uh, C.J. Nixon says a texter from the 918. I guess you want to just, a, just a, some random insight on C.J. Nixon out of, uh, out of Weatherford? I mean, I don't know if I have a whole lot of random insights. C.J. Nixon
1: was at Oklahoma last weekend. He's definitely going Davis. to play
0: college football over college basketball, correct? Like I, His options will be I better on the football so. side. I yeah. would think so.
1: I don't know if he realizes. I don't know if he realizes it yet, but I think he will, because he's only—and I say only—he's only like six five and plays forward. So you know, a six five forward, uh, but, uh, his future's in football. Like, well, it, it, I, the highest upsides in yeah, football. Yeah, he, here's maybe the best way of thinking about it. Does he have more of a professional future in football or basketball? The answer, undeniably is football. So if he's trying to look beyond college here, because he's got college scholarships and plenty of them in both sports, he's got his pick of the litter in that regard. But if he's trying to make a career out of athletics, then football is the way he's going to want to go.
0: Mongo says Legend Bay needs to work with Margaritaville and make a Legend Bay rum. See? Everyone's thinking about the NIL opportunities these days. I, I, I don't hate it either, man. Ronnie Crimson says, give me booby feaster. Is he a Dude. 25 or a 26 He's player? 27. 20, oh, woof. 27, okay. Uh-huh. Getting way out there. So, let's
1: just say you got Legend Bay and Booby Feaster in back-to-back. Imagine a world, circa 2028 at the University of Oklahoma, where your two starting
0: wideouts are Legend Bay and Booby Feaster. Oh, if, if OU cleans house with the three that we just mentioned here, there will be K-Ref shirts available that say something to the effect of Blunt. Booby and Bay. Blunt, Booby, and Bay will be on a K ref t shirt at some point in twenty twenty seven if they get all three prospects. The three B's, baby. The killer bees. You've already had Bud, Barry, and Bob, and now Brent. Now you could have Bay, Booby, and Blunts. What a world. <laughs> hey, I've got some
1: great news for Train in the Nine One Eight, who texted in to ask is OU looking at Elijah Thomas from Shakota for the 2025 class? <laughs> well trained, are they ever? How about this? Elijah Thomas is actually committed to the University
0: of Oklahoma in the 2025 class. So yes, yes. And that's going like does um does Shakota count for the nine one eight? Does that? Does that count for Tulsa? I, yeah, I it does, does. does it count for the 918? Sure. Because we're going to get into a little bit of a deeper discussion uh, coming up next segment because there's been some complaints here recently, and I think valid complaints, that OU isn't or hasn't done a good enough job in Tulsa in the 918 in general. So I kind of looked at the past two recruiting classes. I looked at this recruiting class and what we have coming up in 2025, and we're going to evaluate a little bit. If OU is indeed doing a uh, better job of the nine one eight, I just needed to know if Shakota counts or not. So, so glad to, glad to hear that it does because it might help the point out even more. You were laughing at some text, by the way. I could well, tell somebody <laughs> said in other news, Oklahoma has stopped running the wishbone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, <laughs> um, I'll tell you who else is from Tulsa. Danny Okoye, and he is going to announce in six days, six five to twenty five. I saw a text on the Meyer Chevrolet text line asking if uh, Danny's going to make it to Austin, and it really doesn't sound like uh, Danny's going to make it to Austin this week no. That seems to be the scuttlebutt out there. Is um, we'll see where he's at, but it going to be in Austin. It's yeah. pretty pretty telling at this yeah, point. Yeah,
1: I, I, Danny Okoye, let me let me say it this way. Wouldn't be shocked if he were in or around Skelly Field huh. on Saturday. Hmm. Wouldn't shock me. From a listener in the 405. Listen, you bums. Shakota is absolutely 918. It is the home of Carter Jennings, Carrie Underwood, and Elijah Thomas. Get your facts straight. Carter, I've known you for several years. I didn't know you were from
0: Shakota. That's, that's nice to know. you got Bob no
1: Says, what's the deal with the kid from Wagoner? Do we have a shot for him? I'll have some more insight on Alex Shield Knight on the other side of the weekend because I'm actually going to watch him play tomorrow night. So, uh, yes, UConn, Bob. The answer is yes, OU has more than a shot at Alex Shield Knight, and right now I would consider them the leader.
0: Yeah. So, uh, in-state recruiting? Um, Are you ready to give it the stock up emoji on on Twitter? Are you ready to... We've been there. Yeah, stock up emoji on Twitter is what it feels like uh, in-state recruiting is right now, and... I think that's really going to feel like it in six days time because look, I don't I don't know any any other way to say it guys. Like Danny Okoye announces in six days and he's picking between three schools and the school that's thought to be number two, he's not taking a visit there. Like I think we can all read into this situation like OU's just, in a good, very good spot here. Just think about this. More so than perhaps
1: any prospect in recent memory. Danny Okoye was the one in-state kid you were never supposed to get. No. And so if you get Danny Okoye, that speaks
0: volumes for this staff's ability to recruit
1: within the Sooner State.
0: Yeah, there there have been some high-level in-state recruits previously that maybe they had a brother playing at Oklahoma State or maybe from an Oklahoma State family, but you, you at least had like a, a chance at it, right? Like They would at least come down for a visit. And there was a time where Danny Okoye wasn't even giving OU the time of day, man. Like, taking a visit? Like, what are, we, what, what are we talking about here, right? I guess I think of Dax Hill as maybe one of those examples that was tough to get into because, you know, he, his brother Justice was playing in Oklahoma State. But, Danny, I mean, you had a really hard time breaking through initially. And feels like in six days you're in it. it's, it's, to me, Parker... It's the most surprising thing, if it happens in six, day, six days, and I think it will, it'll be the most surprising thing that's happened for OU on this recruiting trail. Or on this recruiting cycle, I guess. I would agree. Yeah. yeah, And maybe in a few years. I would concur. One of the most surprising things. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Man, you guys are lighting it up already. Um, I know Gunny is. Especially when we're talking about Armando Blunt. We'll get to all those texts. We'll get to more recruiting on the other side. Keep it locked on the ref. We're the Cedar fans. Locked in with McComas and Thune live on the ref. Oh, buddy, we are worldwide today on the KREF app. Yokohama, Japan is tuned in today. Sydney, Australia is tuned in today. I swear Brussels, Belgium is tuned in every single day via the KREF app. Wasilla, Alaska. No way I'm pronouncing that right, but somebody's listening in Alaska. We need to ask John Hoover. He's from Alaska. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Boise, Idaho, Columbus, Nebraska, Titusville, Florida, Big Spring, Texas, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Valparaiso, Indiana, and our small Oklahoma town of the day. Tip of the cap to my guy Sam and Edmond says, Tyler, I'm throwing my hat in the ring for small town of the day. Listening in from Bug Tussle, Oklahoma. Bug Tussle! Right on the edge of Lake Eufaula. I've never heard of Bug Tussle, Oklahoma before, so thank you for that, uh, Sam and Edmund. So, so far today, we've had we've had uh, Bay, Booby, Blunts, and Bug Tussle, and we're not even halfway through the show today. And Amazing. Let, uh, unless we forget the original B, Booty. Uh, That's true. We did mention him as well. Ref Army Locator is brought to you by Affordable Door Company, your full-service garage door company. They're also the official garage door company of the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, Give them a call today. They compromise on the price, not the quality, 405-635-9499. Now, important to remember that number because I heard today that if you give them a call Pretty good chance you might be walking away with a Drake Stoop signed football. So I'll say the number again just in case you tuned me out there. 405-635-9499. That's 405-635-9499. That's Affordable Door Company.
1: <laughs> Drake Stoops signed football. Drake Stoops. <laughs> is,
0: is? is someone saying that? You know somebody's going to say yeah, that. You dropped one pass last week. That's That's all of a sudden the verdict. Okay. There have been complaints in the past about OU's efforts or lack thereof of recruiting in the 918. And I think some of that is fair. So I am looking at what's happened to the top players in that area of the state. Since Brent Venables and the staff took over. And let's see. Let's all text line. You're involved in this, especially you Tulsa 918 listeners, 405-651-3439. Let's all judge and see if they've done a better job up in that area. 2022 class. This is according to rivals, Barker. The top three players in the state. Chris McClellan from Owasso. He goes to Florida. Yep. There's a little bit of an asterisk there, but whatever. Gentry Williams uh, from Booker T. (laughs) Yeah. Gentry Williams is pretty good. Uh, he's at OU right now. And then RSJ, Robert Spears Jennings from Broken Arrow, he was at OU. So 2022, they did a good job. Two of the top three players from Tulsa ended up at OU. Good with that, right? Yeah, we'll take that. 2023, not so much. Cole Adams from Owasso goes to Alabama. Micah Tees from A&M. Uh, excuse me, Micah Tees from Booker T goes to A&M. Luke Haz of Bixby goes to Arkansas. So you kind of go 0 for 3 on the top three players there.
1: Well, Lucas, well, once Muleshoe left, Lucas was not coming to Oklahoma. Keep in mind, he was committed to Oklahoma for quite some time. Uh, there's a similarly ex- uh, extenuating circumstance with. Oh, now I've just completely spaced Tyler. Who was the other one? Uh, Micah Tease. There you go. Um, so I, obviously, as we talked about last week when news of his arrest made the rounds. Oklahoma saw some things with Micah Tease as the process got deeper and deeper that made them kind of decide, okay, we're going to mutually go our separate ways here. Oklahoma could have had Micah Tease if they'd wanted him. That was in the bag and done. His older brother, Miles, was obviously a former starter at wideout yeah. for Oklahoma. That OU offer was his dream offer. And uh, once the staff finally came around to recruit him as a wide receiver, that was an open-and-shut,
0: done deal if Oklahoma had been willing to follow through. So there's there's some asterisks next to some of these names. I mean, that's kind of what we're saying here. 2024, current class, Danny Okoye. Feels like you're the leader there. Devin Jordan, you're at least in the top two. Fair to say with Devin Jordan Without at this question. moment. question, yep. With Edwards, uh, Wagner, I think, counts for the nine one eight. And what what's what's the – probably not going to get him, not recruiting him that hard. Unless he picks up some late
1: offers, I would figure he goes
0: to – Iowa
1: State right yeah. now,
0: or i that's more of an o u decision then is, yeah is what that I, is Arizona
1: State has kind of kicked the tires with him a little bit. That's another viable landing spot potentially, but it's yeah, it's
0: not going and a then twenty twenty five top player in the state, according to rivals is Elijah Thomas, and we said Shakota is a part of the nine one eight so there's the information that we have, and it looks good um all the way back to the twenty two class twenty three class you laid out some specifics there of what didn't happen and why it didn't happen, so Overall, I'm comfortable saying that recruiting efforts in the 918 are are, are better than what they've been recently. I, I think they've been better. Are, are you good with that? Is the text line good with that? Are we more pleased with the way things are going in that area of the state? Yeah, I mean, I'm cool with that. I think
1: the emphasis that this new staff has placed on relationships across the state means that you're not only talking about the 918, but the 405 and the 580, areas that Oklahoma is going to be able to recruit better than they had in recent years when – Mule Shoe mm. and his staff had been willing to go with a more
0: national plan of attack on the recruiting trail. Yeah, well, nine one eight uh, recruiting had to be better, um, and and I think not just the the nine one eight in the Tulsa area. I think the entire state as a as a whole, just in terms of recruiting, it's pretty obvious to tell that it's been. Um, it's just been better. It's there's been like look look at what's going on at, at Carl Albert right now. And Carl Albert's got some really good players, but just overall the state of Oklahoma recruiting. We said stock up emoji, and I uh, I think that's true. Nine one eight says Jaden Rowe twenty twenty two class. Yeah, I I just looked at the top three players on Rivals, but Jaden Rowe, you you obviously got him, and that was a really nice skit. Excited what he uh, might be able to accomplish. Okie Tom says I anticipate Andy Bass. Being a big contributor to OU football and Okie Tom, that's a that's kind of another good point as to or another um, way as to how Oklahoma has been really good in the state of Oklahoma. Not just scholarship guys, but non scholarship guys. Andy Bass, of course, Gavin Freeman, and some others as well. The walk on program a big reason why they're uh, recruiting better in state. All right, let's uh, let's go to the phone lines here. We got Junior Brown of BetUS. US. He's gonna help us break down some of the games this weekend. Um, Junior, thanks so much for joining us. I have locked OU -27 and a half against Tulsa. That's not so much a homer pick. It's just hey, OU's covered the first two games of the year. I think they're going to cover the 27 and a half this weekend in Tulsa. Am I right or am I wrong? Which which way are you leaning heading into this weekend?
2: Well, just from a betting uh perspective, like those type of spreads make my stomach, or as you were saying that you're going to put money on the spread that big, I literally got like a grumble yeah. <laughs> in my belly. <laughs> so at the exact same time, though, I can't talk you into taking Tulsa. So it, it, I, I usually like to put this like gun to my head. I'm going to have to lay the points, but I'm not in the business of laying big spreads because over time, it's just a losing proposition. Sure.
0: Well, I, I guess that not The biggest story in college football going on right now, I don't think it's necessarily the biggest game, but the Colorado Buffaloes are the biggest story in college football right now. And that's a pretty hefty line as they host Colorado State in Boulder this weekend. I gotta know, Junior, Like the the, the spread's already been big. Did the spread shoot up a few more points after Jay Norvell kind of took a shot at Dion earlier today?
2: It's kind of funny, right? So I was talking, I I was doing another show not too long ago and they asked me a similar question. I was like, well, Jay Norvell's not really taking shots at Dion. What he's doing is, he's, when was the last time Jay Norvell was the lead store in ESPN? Because I'm looking at ESPN right now and I see Jay Norvell's picture on ESPN. So he's just taking advantage of the fact that the the spotlight is as big as it's ever been uh, in a game that he's involved in. And he's playing to his fan base. It's not like people from Colorado State love Coach Prime. So, uh, I do see your point about the spread might maybe having to be raised a bit because we all know uh, Dion takes things personally and he's going to have his team ready to go. But the spread also makes sense. If you watch them against Washington State last week, Washington State, and I'm not comparing them to Colorado, but they, have simil- they do similar things as Colorado that could give Colorado State problems. So to me, the spread is correct.
0: One of the more interesting lines to me, and Junior, I'm a very noted uh, Missouri hater. I think anyone that listens to this show knows that. K-State looks like a better football team than Missouri. They look like a much better football team than Missouri. But they're only about a four-point favorite heading into this weekend. A lot of people are picking Missouri to upset K-State this weekend in Columbia. Which, which way do you lean on this game? Uh,
2: Leaning K-State. I agree with you. I think they're the better football team. I think, here's the thing, and this is, I'm going to just talk as a, a handicapper, three and a half points is the most dangerous number in all of sports betting, okay? Uh, I don't have the college football statistics in front of me, because obviously there's just way more college football teams, but last year in the NFL, 17% of games ended on three exactly, right? So if you've got three and a half, either way, that that's a difference between winning and losing. The next uh, most common number only comes in at something like 8%. So you literally have twice as uh, much chances of landing on three than any other number. So if you like Kansas State, um, well, whichever team you like, I would be very afraid to lay three and a half points, personally. If, if, if I'm looking at any game, for example, in, in week one, I had Miami plus three and a half Simply because it was a better number than taking than laying three and a half with the Chargers. Uh, it's not because I think Miami's way better. It's, it's sometimes you just got to play the number. So it's on that magic number of three and a half. I would lean Missouri. At 3.5, I would take Kansas State at 3 or under, okay. if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, last one I have for you. I I guess it's the game of the weekend in college football. This used to be a big deal back in the 90s, but 11th-ranked Tennessee is traveling to Florida to take on the Gators in the Swamp, 6 o'clock on ESPN. Of course, all of us are rooting for Josh Heupel in Tennessee back here after he won the 2000 National Championship. Uh, is Tennessee going to go down there and beat up on a Florida team that looks – Pretty handicapped offensively? How how do you see that one in the swamp on Saturday night?
2: You kind of just made me feel old because I remember the days when this was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, I I think Tennessee takes care of business because they have to, right? If if they lose this game, unfortunately the ugly uh, part about college football is one loss in your season is kind of over and done with, right? So how are they going to explain to voters losing to this, as you said, handicapped-looking Florida team? Again, the number I see is minus six and a half and that's the most that i could possibly lay once it goes to seven seven and a half i'm looking florida's way but i'm talking exclusively as a better not as a fan right so at this number i'm leaning tennessee if it gets to that magic number of seven seven and a half i could only look florida or stay the hell away
0: there's junior brown of bet us hey man appreciate it great stuff we'll talk to you soon
2: thank you take care man there you go
0: uh, yeah, he, uh, did he, did he sound comfortable to you? OU minus twenty seven and a half, 27 and a half. Or was he, uh, what was the overall feel there from junior sounded hesitant? There was a it. little less confidence than I would have imagined. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, mean, I given the way that Oklahoma
1: pummeled Arkansas state in week one, given the fact that the Sooners have covered the spread in both of their games to this point, and given the fact that Tulsa is probably closer to Arkansas state right now than SMU,
0: Oklahoma winning by less than four touchdowns, I don't foresee yeah. that. Let me read a few more uh, texts before we hit a break. The Recruiting Doomer says recruiting the 918 was non-existent before Brent Venables. Brent from Jinx says happy with the staff's in-state recruiting and of the 918. Massive upgrade from Lincoln Durant. Loco Ohio says how do we feel about Kiwan's son, Caden, who was in town uh, last weekend for the game. And you got to think that he's going to be a part of OU's class uh, in the future. But but how is he as a player? I mean, he's a great player.
1: Obviously, you have that type of a bloodline. You're going to excel if you've got the work ethic, and Caden does. It'll be very hard for him not to end up at Oklahoma, and I think that's part of the reason why he doesn't have as many offers as some other big-name guys do right now in the class of 2026 is because most everyone concedes and acknowledges, okay, this kid is – (laughs) <laughs> Almost assuredly going to wear the. Christmas Go look break. at Pop's
0: social media page. I mean, that'll that'll tell you everything you need to know, and his social media page, for that matter. Uh, from the nine one eight one more, I wouldn't say OU has done a bad job of recruiting Tulsa, but for the last thirty years, if the Sooners were going to lose on an in-state player, chances are they they were from the Tulsa area. It does seem to be uh Does does seem to be improving. That's a pretty good text right there. That feels like that's mostly true. Not a bad job. I mean, you just if, if you lose a player in the past 30 years, though, a big-time in-state prospect, probably going to be from the Tulsa area. And we can all see that they are improving those efforts up there. 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More text, more OU Cruton next right here on The Ref. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in Reno is bringing you this hour of Locked In with McComas and Thune. Dorsey Jones is family owned and operated, established in 2020, but many of their employees have been there for more than 20 years. That's Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC in Reno. You ready for Tulsa Day tomorrow? Oh, more than ready. I think it's going to be a really awesome weekend, man. Friday, Saturday, we're going to be out and about all across town, uh, all day on both days. It's it's going to be awesome. You're going to be at Jimmy B's from noon to, or excuse me, Andy B's from noon to 3, uh, 8711 South Lewis Avenue in Tulsa. I'm going to be at the garage tomorrow. Teddy's even going to be at the garage tomorrow. Yeah, 714 Ooh. South Sheridan in uh, Tulsa. And of course, Chicken and the Wolf before and after the game on Saturday. You, uh, Sweet! You ever had a sticky finger at the garage? Uh, the peanut butter burger? Yeah. I, I think that's the only burger I haven't tried at oh, the garage. Man. No, you were telling me mm-hmm. that that's Come your on. favorite. Someone, uh, someone else. I think. Uh, I think Nate's loyal ref army member was Come telling on, me that it was line, awesome. Come on, text line coalesce. You think I should try it tomorrow. Let Tyler know he needs a sticky finger. I might try it tomorrow uh, during. Yeah, that'll be great. Trying to eat peanut butter on a burger during the show tomorrow. What's the worst that can happen there? I uh, you eat it during the break. <laughs> <Come> <laughs> be, F-
1: five minute be... break or four minutes, I guess. More than enough time to throw down a sticky finger.
0: Uh, okay, 405, 651, 34, 39. 405, two biggest recruiting losses from Tulsa in the last 30 years R.W. McCorders, Schnellenberger screwed that recruitment up. Yeah, there's <laughs> yes, a story did. about that one, isn't there? And Robert Meacham both went on to become first round draft picks and each won a Super Bowl. Yeah, there's a very famous Howard Schnellenberger story um, on the recruitment of R.W. McCorders. And Robert Meacham, that's the famous 99% heading to OU, and he goes to uh, Tennessee, later stars for the yeah, New but, Orleans Saints. Yeah, but again, like with Robert Meacham, and I'm far too young
1: to have covered that recruitment, but from what I understand, it was very much a case of, uh, well, I, honestly, it – Sounds like there were some similarities there to the Zadavian Sims recruitment where the staff was told, okay, I'm, I'm, coming, I'm coming with y'all. I'm going to commit to OU. I'll be a sooner. And then, So they're waiting on it, and then he commits to another school, and you're just kind of blindsided because you've been told one thing leading up to it, and then something else happened.
0: Todd in OKC says, hey, this is Todd in Oklahoma City. Parker, if OU lands Danny Okoye, how far will they move up in the rankings? I don't know offhand. Uh, I know would- on 24-7 they're currently ranked eight. And if they get Okoye, they move up to seven. Rivals, they're currently ranked seventh. I don't know if they move up to six. Rivals, I, yes, they would move up to sixth. I
1: know that much. What I don't know is whether that would be good enough to move them into the top five. I think there's an outside chance that would be the case, though. Uh, let me see if I can manually calculate this for you. If they were to get Danny Okoye... Okay. Yes, I think actually Danny Okoye would be good enough not only to move them Nuh-uh. into the top five, Nuh-uh. but all the
0: way up to four. Seriously? I think so. Jeez. Don't quote me on this. This is quick math here. Three spots for Danny Okoye? Let's go. State of Oklahoma making an impact on the 2024 recruiting rankings, huh? Very, very nice. Danny Okoye, come on down, please, for a top five class. And why we are excited... About in-state recruiting. Well, there's a certain head coach out there on the left coast that his local powerhouse really isn't doing him any favors. Matterday, one of, if not the most, you know, the biggest high school powerhouse on a year-in, year-out basis. They have four top 100 players and none are going to USC now? Ugh. That is not great, buddy. Turns out mm. it's not astronomically easier to recruit to USC than to Oklahoma. Mm. They got a five-star defensive lineman in their own backyard, highest-ranked uncommitted defensive lineman, Aiden Breland, and he dropped a top three of Georgia, Miami, and Oregon. No USC to be found. No USC to be found in any of the four Matterday players who are uh, top 100 players. That's t- that's tough. Where, where's he? Is he going to Oregon, Breland? Uh,
1: I I don't know. I think it'll be a case of whatever the wherever the biggest bag is, which. There's no telling where that is between...
0: Georgia, Miami, and Oregon? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Seriously.
1: Like, I, you understand why there are no predictions yet. It's like, it's like it's
0: like a balance, right? Like, Georgia, I'm sure, plays the NIO game. But it's Miami and Oregon where I can get the two biggest bags. Georgia is the pedigree, plus I can get paid there as well. Top uncommitted defensive lineman from the state of... Or er, nationally, but he's from... Uh, the state of California, looks like he's going out of state here. Okay, so
1: uh, fortunately, Ethan Downs' hater has decided to text in about something other than Ethan Downs. He's sent this same text 41 times in an effort to get it read, so I guess we'll oblige him. Okay, Levy's play calling gave me flashbacks to why we got rid of Josh Eipel. If we start running it up the middle on third and sixth, then it's time to cut the court. I mean, cord. that
0: was one time. It's not like that happened multiple times on Saturday. I, I didn't necessarily love that play call either in that time. Uh, maybe they're just trying to set it up for a short fourth-down conversion. But that that almost makes it seem like they had four or five plays on a third and seven where they just ran it right up the middle and it did nothing. Yeah, if we, I, if I, I remember we, that one If time. we
1: start seeing that week in and week out, okay, yes, let's have that conversation. But for now, it's just a one-off thing that happened. Was it a weird play call? Yes. Was it something that... Any other evening Jeff Levy probably would have fielded a question about in the postgame presser, yeah. But as it was, there was, <laughs> there
0: was one specific situation, one storyline that kind of overrode all of it. 405, there was a time we bashed Kevin Wilson's play calling. I remember yelling at the TV because of him. E- that's every OU offensive coordinator. E- ever. Ever. Like, there's been some great OU offensive coordinators. Name one. There's been a time where... Half, if not more, of the fan base are frustrated with his play calling. That's just that's just the nature of the beast. That's that's how it always goes. We don't we don't really talk about the OC all that much after they call a great game, but woo, buddy! They have a bad night, that it's it's topic number one most post game shows. JP Sooner says it was one time, and Levy said it was four down territory. Yeah, yeah shut exactly. the f up, Ethan Downs <laughs> hater. <laughs> it's pretty strong there, JP. Sooner. It's in all caps. If you uh, couldn't tell, yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I don't hate that either. I did see a text earlier because, man, like, I, I was going to ask you today: is the majority of OU's focus on 2025 and beyond right now uh, for their recruiting classes, and whether that's yes or no? It feels like 24 uh, seven rivals and on three are definitely starting to focus on 25 and 26. Yeah. I'm even seeing 2026 20, rankings out there. And Colton Yarbrough is a top 100 player nationally from in-state here. Anything to note from the 6'5", 210-pounder from down there in uh, Durant?
1: If and when he gets the offer, he'll probably be a sooner.
0: He's 2026, 20, yeah, so the yeah, the yeah, he's got
1: The offer hasn't come yet. Yeah, no, it's it's a good point, and it's one that we've referenced a couple times. The reality that there's just not much left on the board in the class of twenty twenty four for Oklahoma. But that said, pretty much every single position coach is still working on something. Right? Because yes, you're done at quarterback, you're done at running back, you're done at linebacker. Everywhere else, there is at least one other target left on the board. Emmett Jones is still trying to get Terry Bussey in the fold. Yeah. Joe John, well, I guess Devon Mitchell's his guy. He doesn't have anything either. Bill Biedenbow still working to snag a couple more offensive linemen. Williams Winery on the defensive line, potentially down the line. I mean, that's one that Miguel Chavez and Todd Bates. They're are not be... giving up on it. No, no, they are not. And then in the secondary, you got a corner still on the board in Devin Jordan. You got a safety still on the board in Michael Boganowski. So there's a lot yet to be determined
0: in this cycle. They can put a lot of their focus on just one individual. A lot of these assistants can put all their focus, at least for the 24 class, on one individual player here down the stretch. And I, I got to feel like in most years moving forward, once we get to this point in the season, going into week three, we're in the middle part of September, this is probably what it's going to look like, right? Yeah. I mean, 2025, they, they're kind of already way ahead of the chains in terms of commits and probably where they're going to be next summer i they'll continue to get commits for 2025 and i'm sure next summer is going to be crazy like it has been the past two years so miguel chavis has been
1: having an edgemen positivity hour on twitter where he's tweeted individual plays for each of the guys in his room somebody texted in to ask is miguel chavis saying his goodbyes to his players on twitter (laughs) yes every single one of the sooner's edge rushers is
0: hitting the transfer portal had the Edgeman hat on last Friday. There will be no edges. Zane says done with uh, Dominic McKinley. Not b- done. How about we hit that next? Let's just a little flip watch, okay? Who's on flip watch? Should we need to monitor here certain commits here in the 2024 class. We'll hit that and a whole lot more. Keep it locked in the ref. Locked in with McComas Bethune live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Oki Tom says Parker Coach B should get Alo Fatuli from Bishop Gorman. He is the number one player in Nevada in 2025. Uh, I don't even know if I pronounced that cor- uh, correctly. Probably not. But I don't know either. Gorman has some uh, really good offensive linemen in 2025, some really good players. That but- they do. I mean, that's. Uh, That is one of
1: those programs at which you're going to be able to, you'll be able to go there every single year, almost without exception, find at least five or six power five dudes.
0: Sooner Finish in Raleigh says, was just in San Jose, California sports bar last weekend watching OU and football. I was the only one in the bar watching. They only care about pro sports. Yeah, not not that hard to believe. Not surprising at all. Who's on flip watch right now? I mean, realistically, in the 2024 class. Are we really just watching Dominic McKinley and Williams-Wenary? That's, that's it?
1: That's pretty much it, man. Like, if Michael Boganowski were to pick Kansas State, I would think Oklahoma would pursue another couple of safeties at least, one of whom, or both of whom, for that matter, might be committed elsewhere. So that, that's very much a cart-before-the-horse type of deal right now, though. So... As for the guys that they are actively trying to flip,
0: that list consists of two human beings. Dominic McKinley, Williams Winery. And I know this is a dangerous question, all right? But just for the sake of the argument, um your flip potential is better with Williams Winery. I would say so. Than it is with uh Dominic McKinley. Uh, it, it sure yes. seems that way, doesn't it? I would think so. Where is um where's Georgia at in all of this? Are they still I'm I'm guessing they're still pursuing. I don't know why they wouldn't be. But well, they were second still, place, right? That's what I'm saying. Like they heard they were second place. I'm sure they're not giving up here, but what's George's role here in in all of this like where do they where, where do they currently stand in the in the middle of this thing?
1: I mean th- let me just say what I've said before I I'll reiterate it for anybody that hasn't heard me say this. If Williams Winary flips from Missouri, I expect him to flip to Oklahoma. At this point, I don't believe there is another school that could flip him.
0: Not even the University of Georgia. Not even
1: the University of Georgia.
0: I did see, um, speaking of Williams Winarian in the uh, high school up there in Kansas City, you know, we we've talked a lot about Isaiah Mosey. Of course, his dad played here, his dad is the coach up there at Lee Summit North. And I saw something interesting about Isaiah Mosey yesterday. Essentially saying that, yeah, his dad played at OU. He's got some OU connections at LSN. And he's been an OU lean, but eh, maybe it's not just as OU as it's always been with Isaiah mozi Is that is that accurate? I, I I was surprised to read that yesterday. No, I don't think that's accurate. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I asked because I had not heard that. That's huh, Isaiah Moz not. All OU. Okay. For the last
1: two or three months, it has been Oklahoma and Oregon. And to a lesser extent, Tennessee. But pretty much Oklahoma and Oregon being the two finalists for Isaiah Mosey. I fully expect him to go one of those two places. And naturally, everything all, everything that ties him to Oklahoma makes that a much more likely destination than Oregon. I also know that he and his family love them some Emmett Jones and there is not a coach involved in Isaiah Mosey's recruitment that has made as strong of an impression the last, as Emmett Jones.
0: The last line is, but the word for Mosey is that a commitment is not close yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he's going to have a spot on this 2025 class. I, I, I know that they're filling up at wide receiver for 2025, but for who his dad is in more ways than one, what kind of player he is, I just, I just got to think that a spot's going to be left open for him if, if he wants it. kind of where I'm at.
1: From the 940, if Williams takes any of the NIL money early, can he still flip his commitment? You talk to varying people, you get varying answers. Oklahoma's stance on it is whatever deal Williams has struck with the University of Missouri – they can't hold him to it and make him sign. That is Oklahoma's perspective. That is why they will continue to recruit Williams-Wanary until Penn hits
0: paper. Guy that promised a case of olipop to Tyler and Parker. If Caden Durham doesn't sign with LSU, yeah, that's a name on the text line. I'm still surprised Bryant Wesco wants to go that far from home and play in the Clemson offense that hasn't been good in years. Well, he went out there for a visit a few months ago, and he's been solidly committed ever since then. Little Mule Shoe working some magic. Little Mule Shoe, Mule Shoe Junior. The rush is coming up next. Keep you locked in the ref.